All right. <clears throat> one, two, three, one, two, three. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Kiwi Talks. I have in the studio with me today a videographer who is quite well known or getting well known in the Australasian esports scene. Uh, I'd like to welcome William Slingsby. What up? What up? What thanks, up? What up? Thanks for coming through, bro. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. I'm keen. Uh, first thing I want to know is how you got into videography in the first place. Did you study it or was it something you just self that was self taught? Um, I feel like my answer to this is actually pretty unique. So, to answer your question <laughs> straight up, it's actually a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So, okay. Um, I went to, I studied live sound and audio engineering at Mainz. This, this is way back. This is actually like a decade ago, 2009. Wow. Um, okay. So I studied that, and then I moved into event management the year after in 2010. Um, went through that, um, and then kind of thought I wanted to do the live sound route. Oh, yeah. Um, worked maybe a year in that industry, and then quickly realized um, that being the first person into events and then the last person out at 2 a.m., actually pretty shit yeah it sucks, like pack in, pack out. um yeah. so that wasn't for me and then i split kind of just screwed around for a couple of years and then i think in 2014 it was i studied creative technologies at uh, aut um so creative technologies is it's a very open uh like experimental degree or back when i did it it's probably changed a lot now it's probably found its way but um everything tech related falls under that so app development, um, stuff with robotics, electronics. Um, they essentially just give you an open floor plan as a studio and tell you to just go at it for three years, figure out what you want to do. Wow. Um, and become a master at it, so to speak, right? Um, so that gave me in my head essentially three years to figure out what I want to do. I knew prior, I was a film guy. I like you know, watching movies putting like uh, little one-minute montages for friends together from mobile footage, handy cam footage, all that type of stuff. Did so, they reach out to you or did you reach out to them to to do it? Who? my uh, The people that you did all these you know, oh, little no, they, things Oh, no, they for. were just mates. Okay. Was, I was just like, do you want a little one-minute video? I can screw around and put something together. And oh, okay. Yeah, so. why not? Um, so started doing that and then you just use the three years to focus in on figuring out how to use a camera, why it works, why you put like – from start to finish, pre-production to post-production, right? Mm -hmm. Everything under the all three umbrellas. Um, so figured out how to use a camera, what different lenses do, what different focal lengths are, all that type of stuff, how to work with actors. Um, Did you do research? When you were doing research on this, was it online or were you looking oh, through books? Was it, it was just picking people's brains? Everything under the sun. So okay. like I feel like I'm a guy that um, – if I really want to get into it, I'll get into it in a sense. Like I won't put anyone that you look up to on a pedestal, because like people, people we that you do look, that, yeah. yeah, people that you look up to. Technically, at one point, they're exactly like you when you're starting now. Totally. So I feel like if you view it like that, it's kind of endless on how much information you soak in, how you soak it in, um, who, where, who, and who you're talking to, and where you're actually getting it from. Yeah. So to answer your question. Um, the traditional YouTube stuff, um, picking people's brains that have been obviously in the industry for years, working their nine to fives as script writers, producers, all that type of stuff. Um, friends, borrowing friends' gear. It just it 
it's endless, right? Um, so graduated there, uh, and what is it? Twenty would have been like 14, 15, 16, in it twenty sixteen, I think, and then kind of just went at it, just freelance. Just, oh yeah, just ran it straight essentially. And it was sweet from the get go when you started freelancing. Had you um, built up is a, uh, a big enough clientele to be able to sustain that? Partly. Um, and that was using the three years at uni to obviously network right. and, and figure okay. out smart kind of exactly where I'm going to fit in terms of the freelance stuff. Um, a lot of it was like health and safety videos for, uh, I think I did how my first freelance gig was, I can't remember the name, but it was like a, a sheet steel place just doing their health and safety. So talking to um, people that were just essentially like builders, constructors. And Did just, you know someone who knew someone? Yeah. So I just got someone. that through. Yeah, yeah. Someone was like, I've heard they need this. Can you can you hook them up? Um, priced it all up. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Because um, a lot of people won't know that you've done quite a number of different things because you've done music videos, you've done film, yeah. you've done uh, highlights of esports. Yeah. What am I missing? Um, other stuff. Ad- advertising type things Yeah, as well? just like uh, stuff that may just be internal. Yeah. Um, like I've done stuff with uh, Omen HP. So that's the gaming sector of Hewlett Packard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which just stays internally. It's like one minute kind of montage type things mm. just to promo their product or whatever it is. But yeah, no, very widespread over a lot of things. Um, yeah, music videos are pretty cool. And the cool thing about all those different things is you're not applying the same techniques, I'd imagine. No. To, no. to the different areas, right? No, You're not, not going to approach film, uh, well, re- filming for a music video as opposed to, say, uh, you know, an advert. Yeah, no. Or you, an esports highlight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's actually the hardest? Ooh. Um, it's probably, it's got to be film just because film. Like short film? It, anything in the film kind of like structure, right? Because you can't really do anything in film as a one-man band. Like, no, you know, you nah, have it's impossible. your director of photography, then you have someone that's helping him, and then like a second unit can be a whole bunch of second and third unit, more cameras, more people helping them. So it's prob- it's definitely that. Like I've only shot, during my three years at uni, It was I shot, two short films with the intention to learn that entire process and it was only me and one other person that wanted to right. be on like yeah, the same wavelength as me, I did like something learning. similar when I studied at SAE you yeah. had to do a project where you had to film something yeah, and then you had to do the score to it oh right yeah yeah, yeah yeah so we did do a bit of filming where we were allocated different roles yeah. I didn't actually do any of the filming though I was one of the actors yeah yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah it's, it, it's definitely big film yeah it's yeah. the hardest. Do you know how to do visual effects? Um, I do. I haven't done them in quite a while just because... It's quite, quite time-consuming. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of time. You're obviously scrubbing... Like one shot, one visual effects shot, I think, say, let's say a Marvel film, I'm pretty sure it's like a team of roughly like seven to eight and they're going. that's their shot. Yeah, they just like, focus on that yeah. one shot for... Yeah, so a week to a month. Yeah, yeah that's kind of putting it into perspective. But I just think my strengths lie in like making sure what shot 
looks the yeah. best possible quality and then piecing it together at the end. Um, I mean, I can. Do you, do, you, do you find other visual effects online and incorporate them or do you actually create it from scratch using Adobe After Effects or something? Um, me personally? Yeah. Um, yeah, just chucking into, chuck whatever you shot you're compositing over, just put in, um, put it into After Effects and kind of play around with it. It's kind of endless in a sense of like how much time you can put into it because oh, yeah. you can set it all up, make it look nice, and then you can light it a certain way. And I suppose as being a creator, I would imagine, because I'm like this, you're a bit of a perfectionist. Yeah, oh, dude, it's <laughs> it's to the point, and you're probably going to agree with this, that it's it's bad. Like, Yeah, you're never satisfied. I don't yeah. think I've ever done anything uh, creatively where I've been satisfied, 100% satisfied with the product. Yeah. I um, always see the flaws in it and everything. And I get to a point where I'm just like, well, I just have to release this or I just have yeah, to exactly. make a decision that I have exactly. to do it by this date. You have yeah. to give yourself a deadline. Oh, 100%. If somebody else yeah. doesn't give you a deadline. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, yeah, it's definitely that through and through. I, I think that's a lot worse with music, to be honest. Um, yeah, bro. Just because you guys are trucking into like, you know, your audio software laying down how many tracks of the same instrument to get. X amount well, right, then you're repeating it with the yeah. guitars and then the bass. I'm just like, well, because I used to produce and rap, so you know you're, you know you're making the beat, you know. Yeah, which so, I've tried to do that. Yeah, maybe I just don't have musical talent at all. But fuck, man, that <laughs> looks like it's a mission. It's a so mission. that that's a mission in itself. Yeah, and then obviously if you're writing to it, yeah, yeah, and then recording it. You know, yeah. and then if you're doing the mixing and stuff as well, it's it's a long process just yeah. for one song, it, right? That it's definitely so. Like I'm, I'd say I like almost every genre of music. Like maybe I exclude country from that, but you might be able to hook in like an odd country song my way and might vibe to it. But I like you know metal, hardcore music right through to old school hip hop and some of the newer stuff. Some of the newer stuff is a bit bit out there, but. Um, I just respect the process from start to finish with any musician that's mm. kind of gone through it from, like you said, say if you drop an eight-track EP and, like, I've got, I've got a good, fit, like, a good uh, understanding of how much time that's gone into that. And, like, track one could have been done almost, like, a year and a half, two years prior to finishing the last track. Yeah. Right? And I find that crazy because me as a creative, I know how much you can change within just like six months to a year well you're constantly evolving yeah so yeah. me personally with music i'm just like that's where i draw a lot of inspiration from in terms of like how i work um and what i want to get from each project yeah um the creative field is also very very hard what well, particularly in this country to make money from yeah for sure yeah yeah definitely yeah. is um, most creative people i know don't do it full time uh, and if they do do it full time, they're still making very little from it. Yeah. It's like yeah, the top yeah. 1% usually that really makes a successful career out of it. It's yeah, it's hard Pretty. grinding. And I don't think people who are creatives understand that. They don't understand ah, how do. how much time it takes, the process. Yeah. You I know? think, um, yeah, finding... I think a lot of a lot of people in creative fields as well, though, kind of stunt themselves in a little bit. Maybe they're not fully dedicating 
enough of themselves to it in a sense like there could be a result of a number of things though you know yeah, that's if, true, if that's they've true. got family commitments yeah, that's totally or true. you know they have to pay the situation. bills so they're doing yeah. another job so yeah yeah i've I, like because for me it's it's i mean not that i'm making excuses for them but no, 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 i can i can understand yeah, why yeah. at least um i think I, I i say to a lot of people if you end up finding that thing not just creatively like whatever you want to do in life and it's that uh, motion of you know hours become minutes minutes become seconds seconds become milliseconds mm. so like essentially saying if you're doing something like that and time's just gone out the window like hone in on that make sure you do it right just pour every spare hour you have out outside your nine to five and if you're going to bed at like three four a.m having to wake up at six seven just just keep doing it because you will actually see success yeah to some degree um, that's another big thing. But then I think people also have to be realistic. Yeah. They have to have realistic expectations, that's, right? That's exactly where I was going to go. So yeah. you have to put it into perspective. Like you can't have your large goals of like, you know, for me being in film, like winning like the... So what would be your main goal? So where would you okay. like to be? Um, so my main goal, so we haven't even really talked about it in depth. So um, a lot of my work... Oh, okay. We'll jump right back. So my nine to five, yeah. uh, I work for Renews, which is under TVNZ. It's kind of like an alt- alternative news outlet, online news outlet. Mm-hmm. So obviously online being Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and a website. Um, and all the content that I make during, my, during nine to five gets pushed out through that. So um, my side kind of side hustle is esports and gaming stuff. Yeah. Um, and I kind of just want to reach the top of that. Um, the top being um, there's these big North American and Leagues. European yeah. teams that operate on like millions, millions, right? So they, in the creative sense, they have teams of graphic designers, motion graphics people, um, videographers that produce around their teams. So uh, one of the big games in the world right now is League of Legends. Um, <laughs> so they have their leagues around the world. Um, they have eight franchise teams in each league, um, and I think it's eight to ten. And then each team has a creative group that follows them from start to finish during a season. Oh, really? Okay, and I didn't then, know that. Yeah. And then um, if they make Worlds, which is after, like, I think a regular season is ten-ish weeks, um, then they go into playoffs, and then each region puts forward their three best teams, then they go into a world format. Those creative teams follow them th- from start to finish. So... Um, that's the end goal for me. Um, I've I've kind of got. Uh, so do you know do you know much of the the New Zealand e gaming people the the top tier, the top yep. tier guys? So pretty much uh, anyone in Australia and New Zealand. Um, you know all of them. I, yeah, you're kind of up. Yeah. Up with so it. the teams I produce for in a local sense are two of the higher tier teams. One being solely based in fighting games, all fighting games, like smash um street fighter mortal kombat like all the fighting games taken and then the other ones kind of in a traditional sense spread over all the top games because fighting games aren't considered a top esport anywhere around the world even though they sell really out, yeah even though they sell out uh the mandalay bay in vegas every year for well they have Evo. a cult-like fan base then because or a dedicated fan base because they do they yep. i if i remember correctly they were the first kind of esports to really get competitive yeah i mean if you want to like fizzle it down right to the roots yeah fighting games 
it's just I remember Street Fighter 2 tournaments back in the day yeah and yeah. that's like pure competition right one yeah. on one just go at it until you ever win it um, so yeah you, you can say that it's um, I think the fighting game community globally um, they're not like esports like you know commercializing it um, coming in with the salaries for players um, all that type of stuff it's, it's definitely there they've they've come a long way since like a decade ago but yeah and also fighting games don't sell as well as say Fortnite, yeah Call of all, Duty, that, all that type of stuff fifa yeah so the scene is kind of like they have kind of embraced esports but they're very um resistant to it of like you know uh, big entities coming in kind of commercializing it watering it down who a is bit. who just anyone that like it, whether big, it's an esports team that can come in and, and just wants to run it like a business. you know like a business a traditional sports team yada 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 they do you think it needs to be run like a business though um fight, <laughs> fighting games i don't know it's kind of really up to them if they they want to embrace well, it I, and get, I probably get you'd want to maybe obviously try and commercialize it so people are getting paid or paid well yeah. but yeah. you wouldn't want to lose you know the community aspect of it yeah which and the feel-good nature of it as well if yeah it definitely, all if definitely. it becomes all about money that's when you know yeah it should just de decline um yeah. and i think that's kind of why they've they've shied away a little bit is because end of the day anywhere you go in the world the fighting game community just wants to be plot down somewhere and they just want to play like, yeah they really do not give a shit so do you do you play. play fighting games um i did um obviously now kind of can't really chuck too much hours into any any sort of game but yeah, yeah I, I the last time i played uh the last game i played with sunk a lot of hours into was street fighter 4 so that's yeah i haven't yeah. played five i know a couple yeah. of people that have played it and they don't like it i think it's just the mechanics have changed yeah, just, a lot it's just different game yeah, yeah. with that like you know the people that don't like it cycle out they go go off and play other games mortal Kombat or whatever yeah. else is new and then i i used to it. play street fighter 4 on my friend's playstation but i never actually played it online but oh, i used right. to this is when ignorance is bliss but uh when you're owning everyone in your inner yep. circle and then you go and enter because i kept getting told dude you should enter a street fighter tournament so i yeah so i entered one but then the day the, the day before the competition there was like a like a open night yeah where anyone could come play so i thought yeah, yeah. Oh, i'll just go along and see what it's like because i've never been to one of these things and dude i got completely owned <laughs> man yeah. i versed this guy three times i think and all three times i didn't even touch him yeah. not once yeah and then i saw these dudes bringing out these video cameras and stuff and i go oh what are you guys doing we're like, oh we're gonna set up a youtube live event and oh, video true. the whole thing and i'm like yeah. how would that shit man i'm not getting embarrassed and yeah, humiliated yeah. live it's on, rough. Live on video rough. yeah man because i was totally unprepared way yeah. out of my depth because these guys are just freaks man in yeah, terms of yeah. how good they are i mean i don't know how many hours they put in it comes down to like a fraction of a second in terms of or milliseconds in terms of uh each move like the, oh, yeah. like the mathematics certain of certain frames yeah yeah, yeah frames yeah. frame yeah. data and all that type of stuff it's it's yeah pretty wild but i think a lot of those people um the newer players kind of might fail to realize is like they've been playing since five five six right so like it, in each game let's say street fighter each iteration 
you know the way to do a dragon punch it the inputs the same across the board right mm. so it's kind of once you learn the fundamentals and then you dive into stuff like frame data and then the matchups like x character versus x character yeah that just comes with putting time in this like yeah there's an yeah. art to it yeah oh, it definitely is like um it's crazy like it's very rare that i guess you'd get like someone just out of the blue in their first year that comes through and smokes totally everyone um, well if they do they've been undercover for years I'd oh imagine. yeah 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 um but yeah no it's 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 pretty intense with the, with the fighting games the local fighting game community though, yeah it's very chill i mean i haven't played street fighter in a long time i do play smash now and then online but that's probably yeah. the only game i play these days because i just don't have the time to play anything else yeah yeah, yeah. and every time i think i'm getting oh yeah i'm getting good then i'll get smoked online and I'm like, yeah oh. it's pretty wild you, you just have to go into those tournaments and just know you're going to go zero and two in, yeah. a, in a bracket but then spend four or five hours after just drilling it just playing everyone across the board getting in getting in games getting in sets I wonder so if some of those dudes ball. get arthritis or something just from the. <laughs> oh, I mean, the. Not the latest Smash Brothers, but the Smash Bros. Melee, which is like. Oh, yeah, that's. It's, that's like, it's like 15 years old, yeah. 16 years old, or something like that. Um, just because the controller for the GameCube is shaped real weird. It's kind of like a boomerang, and then the thumbsticks are kind of yeah. angled in. Yeah. I know a lot of those guys um, in the US, some, some pros have had to dip. Um, a couple years early into their careers because yeah their wrists like permanent handle. permanently or yeah 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 like um yeah then uh, there's been a few it's just like Cause just because the way the controller is and uh how fast the movements in that particular game well i imagine nintendo didn't probably oh they didn't intend expect part, for the, yeah. the controller to be used for that yeah that's the fast thing gameplay uh smash bros was made as a is a party game yeah that's like what it is. and it became out. a competitive yeah. game yeah yeah it's pretty over wild. time yeah, yeah 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 i was actually reading a month ago or something that the latest one became is now the oh. best-selling game in the well best-selling fighting game of all time Smash yeah. ultimate it's yeah, outsold yeah, yeah. like all the iterations of street fighter 2 combined yeah, yeah. which uh, is crazy taking their number one spot yeah which is mental but every smash brothers ultimate tournament you see in the world it's it's from the last game to now it's just doubled tripled in numbers so like um i know the the aussie boys they've they've been running tournaments for years they've gone into a point where i think it, it has to be like a a nine to nine type of ordeal running the bracket running a tournament saturday really? Sunday. yeah like just because there's so many people entering yeah but there, i would imagine there's not a lot of crossover between smash and other fighting games no so because you know the uh, tekken mortal kombat yeah. street fighter you, there's a bit of crossover because the inputs might be similar yeah and it's yeah, yeah. the actual game itself might have similarities where yeah. smash is just its own beast yeah like, you can't you can't apply you can't apply like street fighter mechanics nah, and then go into smash unless you're playing with like rayu or ken or something then you might be okay but otherwise you're just going to get owned yeah um so it kind of depends who you talk to in the in the fighting game community but it's it's kind of like fgc and then the smash community they kind of run yeah side by side it's not i mean yeah it's a fighting game like you're one-on-one -on -one and you're fighting well there's a bit of a debate win. around it yeah isn't there it's like yeah. it's not a fighting game it is a fighting game yeah, yeah and then yeah. some people in the fgc hate on smash players and smash players hate on the fgc i've seen yeah. in reddit on reddit and stuff oh yeah reddit's yeah, yeah. probably gonna have yeah some it gets to say. brutal yeah. man 
Yeah. It's brutal. Um, I, know, I know here, um, and I've got to give them shout-outs, Standing Fierce is our local uh, fighting game community. Yeah. So if you just punch Standing Fierce into any kind of social pop-up, um, they're running – they're making sure they include Smash in every kind of event they do. Um, it's run in on itself, so like – you know the smash to you you got this you got that you're ready to go is Run smash it that big here though because nintendo doesn't really have a large presence in new zealand you know new zealand is very sony it's a sony country oh, yeah 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 in terms um, of you know the the consumer base yeah um no it's actually pretty damn big i think because i don't know many people with nintendo consoles and if they do have yeah. nintendo consoles it's um, usually handhelds as opposed to well the switch is a different beast but previously it was usually handhelds as opposed to Oh, no, home yeah, consoles yeah. and it was mainly for pokemon yeah um i mean the smash scene here is pretty damn big i want to say for the past couple of big events in new zealand smash has been at the top in terms of entrance i'm pretty sure um that's interesting is that just due to ultimate i guess yeah oh totally yeah. uh all the other titles in the past they might get like 10 10 entrance but really yeah. even melee yeah it's it's taken a bit of a dive it's kind of um every everyone kind of entering melee almost it's only a, it's really only a thing because they're playing ultimate and they're like oh melee's here i'll just jump in oh, type, okay. of, type of ordeal but um it's pretty big i want to say like the the big event they they hold annually which is in wellington called uh biggie um biggie. is that a play th- on notorious big i think you'd you'd be hard to find uh, someone in the smash scene that might know old school hip-hop but um no i think it was originally called biggie breezy i think that's a play on like you know bass in wellington windy yada 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 i think i don't know Um, Uh, okay interesting i think that got a hundred and man they're gonna hate me if i misquote this but it was huge like the room was packed um it was an all-day affair i think they even ran late but like it would have been like 150 150 people yeah what, entering, inter- entering in, smash i think into the bracket yeah um but there's these people that just rock up and play so the, it was at a uni hall uh vic uni um and the place was packed from like so you filmed it you filmed there and stuff yeah yeah so what Which i do is i generally come through all all the fighting game events uh on a local basis and just record chuck a kind of you must film on, like a crap ton of material and then you have to what yeah. condense it down to a couple of minutes yeah, so it it also depends on kind of like, obviously how much I record and if there's like a lot of good footage, um, I'll split it off into kind of like a, sun, a Saturday visual and then a Sunday visual. Oh, right. So a visual being a montage. Okay. Um, when you're doing just, these montage, when you do these montages, how do you decide what music to put? I kind of just put anything that's opposite of what is being used so like so you wouldn't use any video game music with nah, montage nah, yeah. no, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. that shit just makes me cringe right um <laughs> that and then the other thing in esports is like for quite a few years was this dubstep thing just like real just oh yeah dude just, i'm not a huge fan of dubstep well i yeah. can listen to some of it but then after i've listened to like two or three songs i, I felt yeah, like i've listened to the same the song whole, yeah because it's just that years blah, worth of releases wow um so I just use, you know, chill hop, chill step, kind of like yeah, just lower tempo stuff um, because I generally, because I shoot so much, I'll, um, I kind of like. How long does it take you to sift through all the stuff? Ooh, um, Days, weeks? Maybe one or two hours, probably 
seven to eight, maybe. Okay. Just because I've shot it. Like if like I know. Do you, kind do of you what use Premiere or do you use Final Cut? What do you use? Premiere. Um, oh, yeah. So kind of just got my own method. Like, um, oh, it's whatever works. When I when I'm shooting something and I know it was a good shot, I'll tap on the mic on my camera, so okay. the audio, the waveform will spike somewhere. So I know that's a really good shot. Oh. So I'll just be scrubbing through, scrubbing through, and then if it's a really good shot, it's going to have that spike. So I just pinch that out. And then put that elsewhere and then just comb through it like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I should speak to some other editors to see if they do. Yeah, if it's something similar. I mean, I know, like, that, like they use the whole hand clap before you film something. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know where the audio starts. Yeah, synced in. And if, but, and if you're lining up audio. Yeah. Although I just use Pluralize. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I love that program. <laughs> Especially editing, like, um, multi-track music videos yeah well dude when i first started this podcast right i was trying to line up the audio in the video yeah yeah and and it was drifting out of sync and i was like what the hell why is this and i couldn't honestly dude i spent like seven hours trying to figure it out and then i I stumbled across pluralize and i was just like i'll just and i was like oh my gosh just hit the life yeah and it just does everything for you and it saves so much time man yeah so much time yeah 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 Ah, true. So you go to Australia much for these esports events? Yeah. So do they pay for you, or do you have to? Yep. Um, so I'm kind of not kind of. I'm employed by a team called Darksided. Um, they're an Australian-based organisation. Darksided. Yeah. Um, and what do they do? So they're they've actually just moved. They were across every game possible. You know, Counter Strike, uh, all the fighting games. Um, I think they were in League of Legends at one point. You know, what you'd expect from a traditional esports team. Yeah, yeah. Um, But they've slowly stripped it back to just fighting games. So they have people in Tekken, Smash, uh, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat 11, and Dragon Ball Fighters. So they're across the board in terms of Tekken, and they're only... Uh, in terms of fighting games, and they're only fighting games. They're the only all-fighting game team in our region. Um, and they're the number ones at all their respective titles. So um, they've got, for instance, they've got their Smash Melee player. His name's Spud. He's actually a New Zealander. Um, he, oh. li- he lives in Perth. He's, I think he's Yes, yes, I've heard of him. Yeah. Someone told me to get him on here, and then I looked into him, and I'm like, he lives in Perth. How am I going to yeah. get him on here? Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he he was ranked. I think he just got re-ranked in the global rankings, and I think he's in that thirty uh, third. Have you met him? Yeah, yeah. I've shot content around him. I've shot a little profile video around him. Okay. Um, super chill dude. Um, and then it kind of trickles, most most. Trickles I would imagine most esports players probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the Smash guys are kind they're of. They're either they're either chill or they're socially awkward. That's what I find. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The thing with fighting games, though, um, and I think it comes from, you know, the having to actually sit next to your opponent. Like some of these guys are, it's like a much older crowd. So with the Street Fighter players, they're like more towards. Yeah, you're not going to probably find 10 year olds, 11 year olds that are interested in Street Fighter. You know, it'd be the 30 to 40s, I'd imagine. Unless it's, well, at least Street Fighter 2, the original Street Fighter 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That's a much older crowd. So you have to, um, they've, they're just normal. They're, they, you interact with them on a normal, 
on a normal like, level, so, on yeah, a social yeah, yeah. level, because they yeah. haven't been <laughs> conditioned. Yeah. They're not all online, and you yeah. Know, well, this is this is part of the problem with social like media and online gaming and all that. Yeah. I think yeah, people. Yeah. This is part of the reason why I refuse to do any Skype interviews or phone interviews or anything like that. I want the person being yeah, face oh, to face yeah, with me because I I feel that art is being lost. Just the ability to have a conversation because yeah. people are so online. They don't know, they don't know how to communicate with someone face to face. Yeah, um, it's real interesting because I meet some people and I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've I've definitely met some characters over the time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, and it's just weird. It know? is, it is. Um, like, it, like with the Street Fighter guys, like they have that respect of like, yeah, like I said, being face to face, but it comes from being in the arcades. Yeah, like I met um, I met David Dallas at a Street Fighter competition. I was there to support a friend. Oh yeah, because I, I think th- he's I think he's hardcore into that actually. No, he is. Um, oh, I can't. Oh, I think it might have been on another podcast or something like that. That yeah, they're just going back and forth about. I think he's into like uh, Super Turbo. Oh, true. I think, um, but I know he watches uh, Evo, which is like the world yeah, championships yeah. every year, and he yeah, gets yeah. really into it. I also think he's into like Hearthstone, which is like that competitive. Card game That's one. buzzy, man. Yeah. So yeah, secretly, yeah. he's a bit of a nerd, but it's okay. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's nerds run the world, man. Nerds run the world, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, a lot of the Street Fighter guys and and that team, Darksided specifically, um, they're just normal chill dudes. Used to run run it back in the arcade. So do you notice with the different depending on the fighting game that you it's see? It's different. Yeah. Yeah. The, like the crowd is different. The personality. Yeah, the community. Yeah. Yep. So, so what would be the main difference between, say, a Street Fighter crowd and, say, a Tekken crowd? Oh, or would they um, would they be similar? Nah, they're pretty similar. I think it would be if you were to lump it into like Call of Duty groups. or Fortnite or something. Would it be? Oh, okay. Fortnite is obviously. I think the average age at that World Championship this year. Well, didn't the kid who won it like he was oh, like twelve was like, or something, wasn't he? I think he was sixteen, but the average age there, I th- I want to say, was fifteen. The oldest guy there was twenty four, which is to me knowing this shit through and through is crazy. But you jump back in the Street Fighter, um, comparing like Street Fighter Tekken and say Mortal Kombat, um, the the big contrast would be the Smash crowd. The Smash crowd is very young, like Smash Ultimate, so yeah, a well, lot younger. Yeah, um, well, I imagine. Yeah, I suppose because of with it being exclusive as well, right? So, like, it I depends th- on because you know how you know with Tekken and uh, Street Fighter, Fortnite, Call of Duty, or whatever, they're all third party games, right? So they're released on multiple systems. Oh, right, yeah. So yeah. the 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 age bracket, you know, <laughs> the consumer base is a lot broader, right? Yeah. And typically, Nintendo is usually catered to a very specific audience yeah that's the thing like so if you just look at all nintendo titles right it's very it's what is it mario zelda uh metroid um uh they're all fire the, emblem Pokemon. yeah they're all kind of i'm not gonna I'm probably gonna get grilled saying it they're kind of more that like anime cartoonish type of realm and there's you know, nothing wrong with it. oh there totally isn't but nothing wrong oh, with I, I mean i mean from the sense like you know there's there's some people out there they're like you know, well, I think some people anime, associate, blah, 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 yeah, some but, people associate anime kid. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. anime, oh, you're a kid, yeah. you're a child. Um, but yo, man, I mean, I you, think know, that's you know, you know, Israel Adesanya, the MMA yeah, yeah. champion? Yeah. yeah. 
He's like hardcore oh, into dude, like Naruto um, and um, Last Airbender and I'm, Dragon Ball Z and stuff. I'm not totally into anime, but wasn't his walkout Naruto based on yeah Naruto action? Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, that fucking walkout. Yeah, I straight away when I saw that shit, I just put it out on Twitter. I was like, if you aren't fucking hyped just based on that walkout, I don't know what is going to get you hyped, dude. Yeah, so like some people so are hating good. on him, they're just like, oh, arrogant prick, you know. But I thought it was amazing, dude, because no one had really done that and. You know, he's he's I, he's got charisma. He knows how to sell events. He knows how if to... If you... He could be an actor or something if dude, he needs MMA. that's not being cocky, man. That guy... So, um, the first I heard of him was on... So, it's a podcast that's not around, but I was listening listening to him on that podcast. And, like, just even way back then, before he had even a UFC Blown contract, yeah, yeah. He, he was just saying, like... I'm going to do this by this time. I'll be in the UFC by this time, blah, blah, blah. It's just goals, man. He's just got goals he needs to tick off. He's and if you're confident. Yeah. He's like, got a really good team, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. definitely. You're yeah, yeah, be yeah. He's got a really, really good team. And, and I think Eugene, his coach, yeah. had a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah, Helped yeah. him map out. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Dude, but he was he was fully playing. prepared by the time he got into UFC. Carlos yep. Sexual I just had on here. Yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. I've got like mad respect for anyone in fighting, man. Because oh, bro. It's one of those things. Like, it's like, how would that? There's no way I'd yeah, do it. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, it's, I yeah. was the classic example of, you know, um, you know, like light sparring in a gym after a boxing class. It only took one punch to the nose. I was like, fuck, nah, this is very real. And it was just light sparring. And I was like, maybe yeah. I don't want to get my face smashed up for this. Yeah. Well, there's, but, a, there's such a psychological aspect to it as well. Oh, right? dude. And you have to be. Like, how can you say, oh, he's cocky, this, this, and that? If you're not confident fighting, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, you don't want to get into a ring and, like, fight someone and and you're dropping your nuts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have to go in with that mindset, like, okay, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. 100%. I'm going to win this. Yeah. I'm going to win this. I, while we're talking about that real quick, I do feel New Zealand as a country needs to embrace him as a champion a lot more yeah i like, totally agree i was quite surprised i quite surprised i was real i was quite surprised by how little media coverage i know i tried I, to get him on here but it wasn't uh, i wasn't able to do it but that's all right but um yeah man like he we seem to be obsessed with the all blacks you know it's all yeah. about the all blacks i'm like yo dude like you don't I, understand what he's achieved yeah it's and it opens the unreal. doors for yep. so many other people yeah. here like you know 100%. we've got that ufc event that's happening in february now oh is it finalized is that I'm, finalized yeah yeah Dan, I, i'm pretty sure it's finalized well, i think dan, night, dan yeah. hook is uh headlining it i think Ooh, yo. yeah I so I'm, I'm probably gonna go yeah yeah. yeah 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 i went to the first one let me know if you go yeah for sure yeah, yeah. Um, um i like i think as he put out a tweet after after the All Blacks lost their semi-final. Oh, yeah, and, um, I, I saw it and he had the picture, eh? And yeah, he said, and he's oh, like, I think it was along the lines of- You've got a still All Black, still, you've, you've still, still got, got a number- All Black champion or champion, something? Yeah, yeah, And I was like, fuck yes, yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah. just, yeah, yeah. it's so good, man. Like, and and to hook it all back, like like I said, I've got mad respect for any MMA fighter, but people doing that sort of stuff, like how can you not just see that play out before your eyes and just, just want to go out and work harder, whatever you're doing? Right, I don't know. That's how I view it. Well, yeah, we've got this tall poppy syndrome here too, where people just, just haters, you know, yeah. they just hate. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. You know, particularly if their life sucks. Yeah, they're I, gonna I be just, like, 
plain and simple i just fuck the world yeah don't everyone's against me too much energy in i mean i know a lot of dudes that just blame all their problems on the government i'm like oh. yeah you i'm like so yes far, right? yes the government do play our part yeah but you have to take some responsibility yeah. you know yeah. you have to acknowledge your own faults yeah which is actually quite hard to do because mm. uh, yeah. you know everyone has an ego everyone has their pride yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. do you question to you um how do you take feedback how do you personally take feedback? It depends in, on what the feedback field. is. So if it's constructive, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, if it's just hate, I'm like, uh, yeah, whatever. Like yeah, if right. someone's like, oh, yo, the host is whack, which I which I read, I read the YouTube comments. I know what's going down, what's going on. <laughs> you know, I read them. Yeah. I may not respond, but I do read them. But I saw one comment. And it's just like, oh, yo, the host is whack. And it's just not, like, it's not and I'm, and, yeah, and I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, that and like, are you doing anything put, like this? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, exactly. But where someone, you know, I had um, after my very, very first episode, I had someone within my inner circle who actually used to work for TVNZ, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he gave me a few pointers and tips and stuff because you know this is one yeah, of those things. Where you, yeah, this is, this is one of those things where you learn as you go. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. And then the very first episode, I look back on you know and watching yourself on camera. What the hell, man! So yeah. like hearing your own voice. And your mannerisms and what you yeah. say. Yeah, I, yeah. I looked back on that and I was like, okay, I need to work on this, work on this. But I think as being a creative person anyway, I've always been like that. Even when I was doing hip hop, I always oh, look back right. on yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, always look be. back on what I do and be like, okay, how can I improve this? You know, because yeah. you're never too old to learn. I would never get to the point yeah. where I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, I got this. Yeah. <sighs> you know, you can always improve yep. on everything that you do. So Yeah. No, the reason I ask is because it did it, <laughs> it did take um, a couple of years for me to get to that point. I'm not going to lie. To, to like, be able to accept criticism? To, yeah, and like take it and figure out, you know, what's good criticism, what's bad. Like you said, if someone's just yeah. like, it's shit. It's like, no, nah, that's well, not I will, criticism. Like, there are shit? certain days. There are certain days. Like if I'm just having one of those days, I might be a little bit more sensitive to criticism. You know, people don't oh, see what's yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, for sure. Sometimes, you know, I, I might feel shit and you know my missus has to give me that you know encouragement boost <laughs> yeah you know yeah, yeah yeah i'm just having one of those days you know which we all have which we all have yeah. you know where i mean i sometimes i doubt myself yeah i mean it, like even to if, say you yeah, yeah. so there's there's a rapper on uh who came on my show unchained xl right yep he's fun like, fun side but i actually sat down with him yesterday Oh, really? With him. So, yeah? yeah, that'll be my work piece in a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. He's a nice guy, man. Oh, dude, he knows his shit as well. Yeah, man. yeah. He's a really, he's really nice dude. But anyway, like I thought when I got him on here, I thought that the the podcast I did with him, I thought it was going to do way better than it did. Yeah. I just, I did the wrong thing. I had the wrong expectation. Right. And then it yeah, didn't. Yeah. And then like, I think for, you know, a day I was doubting myself. I was like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I did something wrong. Da, 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 da. And I was like doubting myself just based on that. And looking back on it now, I'm like, why? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. there's. Sometimes yeah, no you're reason. just in a frame of mind and yeah. you don't realize, I don't know, how brittle you are. And, yeah. 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 And just, now, you definitely have your ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. And like definitely, your off days. Definitely. But like to be in this type of industry, anything that involves you being in front of a camera or out there to the public, you have to develop, you know, thick skin to a degree. Oh, I mean, there's 100%. some, be, there, there's a yeah. spectrum. Yeah. I've definitely um, done that with the, been based in but your stuff is good stuff. man like oh cheers yeah, yeah. Um, when you when when i saw the the your website and i saw the links and stuff i was like yo this this is yeah good stuff. like d like yeah pretty much what you're saying is like 
thick skin in esports because that crowd, man, they weed out the oh. bullshit if if something's. I think I off, think eh? I think like, uh, yeah, like gaming fan bases. Yeah, pretty. Are some of the are some very of harsh. Right? I mean, particularly for women, man. I mean, yeah, which is a whole. That's a whole different another ball game, right? a ball game. Yeah, but there are certain fan bases that are just real, real. Yeah, like real, real. Uh, I don't want to use the word evil, but they're just quite angry and they just don't hold anything back. They have like no filter. Yeah. Um, Star Wars fans, they are the worst. Yeah, they're pretty pretty damn bad. I'd almost say that's just anything in like pop culture. Very very vocal. Just um, Very vocal about everything. Yeah. Yeah. And if if we're running with that Star Wars example, can you imagine like being any director that has to spearhead one of the newer Star Wars films? Like, you're, well, they're, you're they're getting the same. They're getting the same shit. Yeah, you're instantly going to have the older heads not like it just because it's. Well, you know, you it, know, it's just that weird kind of. You know, after the prequels came out, George Lucas got so much hate. Like, oh, like the yeah, entire dude. fan. It felt like the yeah. entire fan base turned just on turned him. On him, yeah. And I'm like, well, listen, man, you wouldn't even have Star Wars if it went for him. Yes, yeah, you don't exactly, agree with it exactly. And I think people are starting to realize now with these newer films that they're like, oh, okay. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you know because, yeah. I mean, dude, I'm not a fan of the newer films, dude. I think I, I only like Rogue One. Rogue One's good. Yeah. Yeah, I like Rogue One. But I didn't. I, I thought The Force Awakens was just a carbon copy of A New Hope, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. To and then The Last yeah. Jedi, I just, I don't know. I didn't like what they did with Luke, and I thought it was just weird. I mean, I'll still watch the new one, the, what is it, The Rise of... Rise of Skywalker? Skywalker? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just, like, at least with the prequels, George Lucas... He built like a world. It was different, at least. Yeah. Um, this, these films, they're just too similar to the yeah. originals. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like catering to, catering to, trying to cater to both crowds, right? I'm with you on that. Like, I feel if anyone's going to jump into a franchise, just change it, flip it up. To, yeah. a, to a certain degree, obviously not. I mean, wild, yeah, there's but... a fine line. You have to stay uh, loyal to what represents the franchise and what it is. Yeah. I guess, but don't experiment change, with stuff. Yeah, and yeah, experiment and do something different. This is part of the reason why Marvel is so successful with the yep. cinematic universe. They keep switching it up, right? Yeah, they don't stick to the same formula. You know, there might be multiple genres within a superhero film. So one might be a thriller, one might be, you know, uh, a western, whatever. Yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, and no, I think that's why they're successful. Star Wars has just become complacent and just very rigid. Yeah, I mean Marvel's had a good amount of shitters, but the shitters aren't movies. Yeah, but do, they've do, had poorer do, movies though. Do you know what happened behind the scenes though with the Marvel Cinematic Universe? What? So, what, so you know Kevin Feige, he's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. genius behind the, all of it, right? Yeah. Apparently, in the beginning, he he didn't actually have the power that he did. He actually reported to someone else. I forgot his name, like Ike Perlmutter, I think his name was. Okay. Anyway, he was a French uh, a merchandise guy. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was all about selling merchandise. So. He wouldn't let Kevin Feige make Black Panther. Wouldn't let him because black Af- uh, African-American heroes don't sell toys. Right, yeah. They so don't sell. Okay. Uh, Captain Marvel doesn't sell toys. Yeah. And then apparently it all came. And he had a lot of power over the, the creative decisions. Yeah. In the early, I think up until phase three, I think it was. And that it came to a head during Civil War, Captain America's Civil War. Yeah. Where um, I think Robert Downey Jr. wanted... 50 million dollars or something for his role 
Yeah. And then this Ike guy was like, no, just cut him out of the film. And then Kevin Feige <laughs> was like, well, he went to Bob Iger, I think, and said, if, you know, you get rid of him or I'm yeah. walking. And so the, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, and then, so yeah, because if you look at all the the recent movies, the quality has gone up, yeah, dramatically for the have. most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's because Kevin Feige is more creative control. I don't. Yeah. I think yeah, he only reports to one person, which I think is Bob Iger. I think is that Bob Iger. Let's see. But he's stepping down or something. I think so. Yeah, he's down. He's onto it, eh? Yeah. Like, well, Disney are onto. I mean, I heard that Disney Plus did like ten million subscribers in its first first day. What, in in the states, yeah, yeah. It yeah, launches this week. I'll probably get it at some point. Um, yeah, I actually signed up for it on the day it dropped. What two two nights ago or something like that? I think it. I, I can't think remember it dropped when it was. But, yeah, um, yeah, like I watched the Mandalorian at some point, but I'll probably just wait a little longer until there's more stuff that I actually yeah watch. Yeah, yeah. And definitely. to be honest, I don't get much time to watch much television yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah anyway, it's, it's pretty crazy. For, real quick on on the streaming services tip, man, like. I've got Netflix, I've got that, and then I've got HBO. I never thought New Zealand would get to that point where we, we've we've got like accounts across multiple streaming services stacking up. But most of those accounts are not New Zealand-based entities, right? They're all... Oh, yeah. You no, know, like not. Netflix just, is based in America. I just kind of see, Disney see it weird going there, all streaming around, all digital. Well, television, just television's, to be like television's that, right? going to die, man. I mean, online oh, is totally the future. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually yeah, interesting, interesting to me, like doing these podcasts, like it's it's very interesting because people ask me why I do video. I'm like, part of the reason I do video is because that's where that's where media is going. That seems, yeah. that seems to be yeah, the evolution. Yeah. And also like if I'm trying to pitch to someone to come on here, it's very hard to do that with just audio. Oh, yeah. Because there's no yeah, visual yeah. image. They can't see yeah. what I'm trying to show them. They have to yeah. listen to it. Yeah, I... Um... Which is... Which is which is hard. So, like, if I send an email to somebody saying, hey, da-da-da, can you get you on, da-da-da, and then I'll usually Chuck a, a, a video, yeah, attach yeah, a video, right. you know, a yeah. YouTube link or whatever, just so they can see the format. Because within 10 seconds, bang, you kind of know the format. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I was just talking about that, it just got me thinking, like, I, I have my podcast app on my phone, but I'll generally just pull up, if it's hosted on YouTube, pull that up then just chuck it in my pocket, listen to an audio, and then go between the two. Just because I'm, I'll be like- Oh, you might like, now you know, and then like, check, check the yeah, video. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of weird, but- I think uh, a lot of people do that. I mean, I know uh, um, one of my flatmates, he, he'll he be cooking dinner and he'll have yeah, it- that's exactly yeah, what I was going to say. And he'll be yeah. listening to the podcast and now and then he'll look over yeah, and- just and look over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's pretty wild. Like everyone's on that live streaming buzz as well. Yeah, Just I mean, like I live streaming I, them doing nothing, but it's very weird because yeah, I mean, everyone's that doesn't really. That I mean, I could do that with this, but eh, I I prefer to do it the way I'm doing it because I know I can creatively control everything more. And let's yeah. say, for example, I mean, because I've had politicians on here, right? Yeah. If for whatever reason I discuss something and they are not happy with it, yeah, true. Then yeah, I can true. edit it out if they yeah. want me to. Yeah. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, some people are very, very cautious about doing any type of live video in case they do something. You know, oh, yeah. Especially like anyone like that, like a politician, politician or like a high or, up in a company. Yeah, yeah CEO or like, anything uh, like that. Like it would be very difficult. Like, I've had obviously CEOs on here and politicians on here. And um, yeah, I would. 
imagine they'd be more resistant to coming on here if it was live. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Where those- Because um, if I bombard them with a question that they don't like- Yeah, they get flustered and they're like, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Were, yeah. They, were the CEOs you've had on here afterwards, were they kind of like just giving you the 20 questions? Like, where's it going? How's it going to- Were they freaked? Because like, no, I've dealt with a no. few in terms of videos and I've just been drilled got, um, with the questions. I think the big, big one, well, um, this is exclusive. Nobody knows about this yet. <laughs> but uh, the chief executive of Tinely Group Holdings. Oh, yeah, you... Yeah, I've been in working yeah, for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. some of these CEOs take ages to get yeah. on. But anyway, yeah, he's yeah. coming on next year. Sick. I had to book, book him like four months in advance or something. But he's yeah. he's like a... And he's, uh, you know, I'll have to give him a list of questions beforehand. And he'll just scrub through them and... Yeah, yeah. Comment. Well, I mean, and if he has a problem with it. But I think the main thing for me is trying to be respectful to the guest. I don't want to be yeah. grilling people. You know, yeah, I yeah, get politicians yeah, yeah. on there like, why don't you grill them? I'm like, well, when you first meet someone... Oh, yeah, you don't, you don't just grill start, them. Yeah, you know, it, on it's, 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 it's like having an initial conversation with somebody. Yeah. You know, maybe if I had the rapport with them and I'd known them for a long time, then yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'd be the same if I had just Cinder and Simon on here. Oh, yeah. You're not yeah, just yeah. as I much as you I want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then also, if I grill one and I don't grill the other, or I don't grill oh, one yeah, on one particular point. issue and not on the other, then yeah. I'm accused of being biased, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just had, uh, there's a Labour MP uh, who's based in Hamilton, Jamie Strange. I had him on recently. He's a Labour MP. Yeah. And um, like, because I've had him on, I now know I have to get a national MP on. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, people are going to be like, what? He's biased towards Labour. I'm like, yeah. dude, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but yeah. I have no loyalty to any tribe or any yeah. political tribe, but some people do. But and it's going to be, you got to think about that more so coming into 2020, right? With the election coming up and all that. Yeah, well, I will I will try and get Jacinda and Simon on here, whether I'm successful Dude, or not. Be, that'd be good, man. Well, I think, um, well, one of the biggest problems politicians have is they don't get the platform to really say what they need to say. They get, they get sound bites, you know? Condense. Oh, yeah, where it's clearly like they're about to say something else and then the news just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. yeah. You yeah. know, uh, because, you know, w whatever. I mean, TVNZ, MediaWorks, whatever. They have to... They have to fit a mold and tell... Yeah, yeah, and, and, and make a narrative. Yeah. You know, they've got yeah, to, totally you, you know, they've got to make money. Yeah. You know, it's got to be viable for them. So I get it. But, you know, it must be frustrating. I mean, I know with the local politicians, they get frustrated because they can't go into the details, the complex nature of what they're talking about yeah. because they're given three minutes. Yeah, I mean, as much as I might say this, this and that about X, Y, Z and political party here and there, I wouldn't want to do their job. Screw that. Oh, man. hell no, man. Fuck Hell that. no. Um, surely, wait, have you made tracks like towards getting them on? Because I, I know Jacinda's been on not, podcasts Not yet. Yeah, believe it or not, I do have- She a, wasn't PM though, back then. You know, no, I mean, I do I do have a strategy to get oh, these yeah. guys on. Right, I, I've- I map out everything like, in yeah, terms yeah, of the yeah. strategy of getting someone on. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's a slow Oh yeah, I can slow imagine, burn. Right? Yeah. Like for sure. You know what I mean? You don't just aim for the top. Yeah. You go through the people yeah, to yeah. get to the top. Right. Yeah. 100%. Doing local politicians, then you move on to central yeah. government politicians and then you then get the big dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it is it, it could it's plausible. Jacinda's down in the Waikato quite a bit. She's from here, you know. Yeah. So it is plausible. I mean, Simon Bridges lives in Tauranga, so it is it is plausible. Yeah. But the funny thing is if one came on, like let's say if I emailed both of them at the same time. Yeah. And then one agreed and the other didn't. 
Oh, yeah. Can then you, immediately the it? person who agreed has an advantage over the other and it yeah. might cause the other to backtrack on what they say and then be like, oh, actually, I will come on, you know, so. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be waiting now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, 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 we'll see. It'll, it'll, uh, it'll be interesting 2020. I mean, who knows? They might just be like, no, nah, we're not interested. But it, it, it depends, yeah. Chloe Swarbrick was meant to come on here. Oh, well, what? Busy she, schedules? No, nah, so she, she actually, we, we booked it down to. The, She's awesome. By the way, I reckon she. I, I chatted to her on the phone yeah. briefly, but uh, yeah. So she was supposed to come on. This was back in, I think, in August, right? Yeah. Yeah. Her yeah. PA gave her the wrong address, so she turns up at the wrong address, and then she's calling me, and she's what like, "Ah, uh, I'm outside the address," and I'm like, "No, you're not." What, and other she, side of town type of shit. She, it was somewhere in Auckland. Oh what? Yeah. So okay. she got yeah. So there was that, and then she was going to be down in Hamilton anyway. Yeah, for uh, a few other events, and then she got held up at another event, so yeah. we had to postpone. So she'll probably come on again at some she point. But she's you. she's someone that you know probably doesn't get the platform to talk for oh, however hell long no. she needs hell to. No. Yeah, I'm all about that. Like, a, yeah, yeah, an hour plus, hour and a half. Yeah, but then I also like obviously I, I include timestamps with all my videos because yeah, that's good. Like, because because more podcasts need to do that. Yeah, it's amazing to me that yeah, so many people don't do it. Yeah, I had weird. this. I had this. Uh, I met this lady. Uh, at, at a business expo. Yeah. And I asked her if she wants to come on my podcast. <clears throat> She's like, who's, who's your dem- demographic? And I go, everyone. She's like, you can't have everyone. <laughs> and it was like really condescending. And I was like, oh, okay. And then she was asking me how many subscribers I have, how many views I get and stuff. And then I showed her a video. And yeah. then I showed it, like I showed her times because apparently she'd started her own podcast and she was okay. getting jack all views. Yeah. Something. And then I showed her the timestamps. Like I explained to her the timestamps con- concept. What, I like mind, totally mind blew yeah, her yeah. mind. It's like <laughs> I dropped like a nuclear bomb. Yeah. She was like, oh my God. You know, it's, and suddenly bizarre, right? her whole demeanor towards me changed. It's just. And I'm just it's like, weird. what? what it's weird yeah, yeah. It's just like, what? You know, don't assume things. Yeah, don't assume yeah. things because you don't, you don't know. You there know? are people that. I mean, yeah, all the analytics behind a video, yes, but. Also, it's just about putting that content out there and it existing. So, like, yeah, because I'm not going to lie. Like, your this podcast here, I wasn't here episode one, day one. Like, I I started listening maybe about how a did month, you find it a month ago? Um, ooh, I actually I want to say it's when Hughes episode popped up. So Un- Unchained XL. Oh, I think yeah, through him. Like yeah. I might have posted it, went through it, then obviously just clicked through to your channels, obviously saw uh, roughly what, like 18? No, what what number was he? Was 11, like, maybe? Something like that. 11, But 12? you had like close to 20, 20 up. And then I was like, sweet. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my lunchtime sorted. Yeah, yeah. Like podcast for like a couple of weeks um, and then just binged them. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's then, how like, I but, found but out. But then see, see, right. So because of the diverse nature of the podcast. Yeah. What resonates with one person might not resonate with another, right? So oh, someone who completely hates politics is not interested in politics at all. Yeah, they probably I don't want to listen to political episodes, you know? Yeah. And if they, or say with Unchained, right, they might be just interested because we covered a lot of stuff, including MMA and colonialism and stuff. I mean, yeah. it got really deep towards yeah, the yeah. end, but they might just be interested in that stuff. They don't want to hear all the music stuff and all the intricate details oh, about yeah, music yeah, and yeah. stuff. So yeah, yeah. So, the time stamps, yeah. so yeah, that's why, that's why you have timestamps. I think the main thing for me is just trying to get people to realize that there is timestamps. 
Because some it's still a foreign concept yeah. to a lot of people. They're like timestamps. What's timestamps? You just have to what check the description. Yeah, yeah. Check right. the description or just look in the comments. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it, it depends. Anyway, we segued way off. Yeah, there. we did. <laughs> um, so uh, with Australia, how often do you go to Australia for? Um, I oh every every quarter, twice, twice maybe. So like this year, I've been roughly six times. So that's per event though. So so do you go by yourself or do you go with an entourage? Um, do you have a whole people assisting people assisting you or not? Nah? So generally how it works is like they'll fly me out from Auckland um, and then I'll arrive in Melbourne or Sydney. Those are the two major cities in Australia that host events. Yeah. Um, it's mainly Melbourne. Um, so I'll arrive there and then I'll just meet up with management of the team and then we'll go through what needs to be shot, shared away to players and then just from Friday to Sunday is when the tournament plays out and just shoot the content that needs to be shot oh, in and right. around the tournament. Would you ever consider moving to Australia? If, if the opportunity oh, arose? Um, honestly, the only thing would be moving me to Australia would be... The accent. Oh, how's it going, uh, mate? Yeah, dude. I, like, <laughs> I'm sorry to sorry, any Aussies. sort of uh, Australian viewers, but I just don't like the country. In, just, terms of, in terms of what? Just, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just hot. Po- just Political base? Or, or is it, oh, so oh, just the weather? Weather. Weather's probably a big, the big number one factor. But yeah, if you want to get like technical moving over there... Um, you just can't really do much as a New Zealander moving over there. Um, in terms of what do you mean? Well, like in terms of, well, I know, I know, like I know with their how with Kiwis when they move, they don't have the same rights as yeah, Aussies the yeah, way yeah, Aussies yeah. do here. So you yeah. don't, you know, you don't, you can't which, get the benefit. You can't have health benefits. Which I mean, I personally wouldn't expect that straight off the bat. But then yeah, I've heard yeah. stories of like you know the processes of trying to. Oh, like it's that. a mission, which yeah, is part of the reason like, why I haven't moved. I mean, yeah. my partner, she's she's lived in she lived in Sydney for five years. Yeah, I mean, she loves Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, theoretically, yes, I could move there, but then I'd be like, what do I do? And then yeah. I think I've adapted to a way of life that I'd find difficult getting out of now. Oh yeah, I think I'm the same. Yep. Like right now, the only like I was I was going to mention quickly is the only reason if I moved over to Australia would be is if this esports content thing was a full time. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's be real, right? I mean, there's way more opportunities in Australia than New Zealand. Oh yeah, just based on population. Yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. totally right. But um, then you, you just got to weigh out what the pros and cons are. Yeah. What the cost is and what you value most. Yeah. I mean, right now, just I personally don't like the country number of reasons just don't like it um, you better explain but, why otherwise people might get mad well it's just, so the weather is one weather's one moving over there and then trying to make that transition into like okay know, so the process the of support, actually moving I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um oh yeah and on top of that actually physically moving who likes moving right especially yeah do you have any family or friends or anything over there uh my two older brothers live in sydney which, okay well at least that's that's a support structure yeah, somewhat you know yeah i mean there's yeah makes things better but out, i mean out of the two melbourne and sydney Definitely go in Melbourne. I just don't like Sydney. Too fast-paced, just like real fast-paced. Just people are in your face, just like they – just that, you know. I was on uh, the business S- Sydney uh, trains during peak hour. Yeah. And because this all comes down to perspective, right? Because I'd been to London. Oh, yeah. yeah. London is infinitely worse than during peak Sydney hour, yeah. during peak hour. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And I've been to India as well. So, yeah. 
So Sydney peak hour, I was like, okay, this is actually annoying, but it's yeah. not as annoying. If I had not been to Indiana and not been You're to think it's the England, thing. then yeah, I probably right. would have been like, how would this? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I've okay. So you'd only do it if there's, thing. yeah. So you'd only do it if there's a full-time opportunity. Yeah, pretty much. Would you ever move out of Auckland? Well, no. Uh, yeah. I've like, Wellington. I only moved, I like Wellington. Oh, I um, love Wellington. Yeah, Wellington's a shit. Yeah. Um, Just don't like the wind. But the, 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 yeah, it's all good. pretty crazy. And um, earthquakes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, I'd move to Wellington. I only actually just moved up, back up to Auckland Cause where about you a month before? ago. Uh, Tauranga. So oh, that's nice. where my, nice. my olds are based. Dude, Tauranga is going to become Auckland 2.0, bro. I, like, dude, in I terms of already is. Yeah, yeah. House prices, <laughs> congestion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you just the, see it happening already, eh? The yeah. thing is, like, because... Um, Way back when, when I was studying at Mainz, so I was up obviously up in Auckland to do that study, and then I stayed a couple of years after. I think I was there for a total of roughly seven to eight years before I moved back. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved back in the last three-ish years, mm-hmm. um, there's five o'clock traffic in Tauranga now. Yeah. Like, that never used to be a thing. Like, I just well, jet I've out heard, at five, I've get heard, across the bridge yeah. with ease. Well, I've heard it's one of the most car-reliable cities in New Zealand. I think 97% of the population, from what I remember say that it's uh uh well rely on cars to get around yeah i mean well, there's not really a good public transport system nah, I mean, there's not one just, here either hamilton's yeah, pretty crap the bus on kind of like a whatever schedule but then run. but then if you notice with auckland and tauranga the cities are just not designed well like whoever designed yeah. the city it's yeah. just not designed it's not designed i think to be people friendly yeah i mean so both of them are geographically challenged because they have two harbors. I mean, Auckland in particular, you know, has a harbor on either side. Yeah. So you're very limited in where you can build and how you build yeah. your infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is why I mean, Wellington, for example, it's very easy to get around. I mean, the hills are, you know, a bitch, but yeah. you know, and the and the ridiculously small streets. Not yeah. sure. Um, but in terms of getting around, it's not as difficult. Well, the, the weird thing is, like, I think in Tauranga, there are people that drive too much like where i was oh it's obviously it's based is there on many, where I can't you remember, are is there many cycleways and stuff in total i mean there's just the oh so, so i don't think so no 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 okay so did nah. you move did you move back to auckland primarily for work work just work yeah um, i think that's the main reason why people move yeah. to auckland um and saying that i'm based in jury a rural, rural that's place. like out, outskirts yeah so like to get how close is jury to pukekohe Oh, like ten minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. Ten minute drive across because yeah. they're yeah. tr- they wanted to turn Pukekohe into yeah. a kind of oh that whole area. Like, yeah, I'm rural now, but it in won't five be, years yeah, now. It's just going to yeah, be yeah. residential up the ass yeah, type yeah. of thing. But um, yeah, I kind of only ever wanted to exist in Auckland in that format, kind of rural address, but still, you know, drivable to the motorway so to the local shops. How long? How long does it take you to get to work though? Oh, so I work remote. Which oh, is, which bro. is like that's the best amazing. situation, that's, right? That's, um, that's yeah. the way to do it. But every now and then, that's obviously, the way to do it. <laughs> every, uh, obviously, every now and then, I got to drive in. For oh like yeah, which that's not that's not too bad if you have to do it yeah. now and then. Um, half know, an hour. Yeah, yeah. Takes but, half an hour. But if you're doing that every day, oh, dude, what you're wasting? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, when I lived in Auckland, I worked out hours. Yeah, because I lived in West Auckland and I commute to the CBD, and I worked out Shit. that I spent three hours a day in traffic. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That, I think it, added, crazy, it equated though. to 36 days a year 
that you're just that in a car. Yeah, yeah that you'd be in a car. See? And I'm like, that's time you never get back, yeah, right? exactly. But then when I moved down here, I gained an extra three hours in time to the point oh, that I was bored. Well, what the hell do you do? Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, crap. I had all the spare time, so I had all this. I had to find stuff to do, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. But now, yeah, because crazy. I've adapted to a lifestyle where I don't have to contend with traffic. I mean, Hamilton traffic is, I mean, yes, there is traffic, but it's it's pretty mild compared to, say, yeah. Auckland or Tauranga. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now, because Auckland, I think I left Auckland four years ago. Yeah. And the traffic is so much worse. Like, it's, oh, way, yeah. it's way worse than, yeah, uh, than it was before I left. I was, I and, was, and I, 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 it annoys me that much more now. Like I don't have the patience <laughs> for traffic because yeah. I don't have to contend with it anymore. I don't have yeah, to deal sure. with it. It's not a, it's not. Yeah, it's, um, it's not a part of my daily life. Yeah, it just, it just puts you at that level, right? Like you're not angry, but you know you feel like you have to rush. I don't know. Me personally, when I'm in starting yeah. to ramp up into traffic, all that type of shit. And but, the and the worst yeah. bottleneck is in South Auckland, which obviously you'll be yeah. going through that yeah, I go two, through, you know. Yeah, there's two large spots that yeah, yeah. Just don't want to move, but Yeah. I mean, and yeah. So remote. when you so when you go so when you're going to these esports competitions, most of them will be in Auckland. If if it's New Zealand based. So uh yeah, so the way Standing Fierce, which is the New Zealand fighting game community, um kind of operate and I do a lot of work in and around um I think a majority, so like two or three events uh based in auckland but then they they make effort to go to wellington christchurch and then i think next year they're going to hit up dunedin just to serve like all the communities that's cool from top to bottom um so yeah just the main centers and that's then kind cool, of any other ones you could incorporate the, like your work into holidays really like you yeah. get to you get to explore yeah. the country yep a um, lot of people don't yeah it's it's i'm in a pretty cool position to be able to do that so like if i can pitch uh, a work idea around that event as well as on the side of that shoot the event for Standing Fierce which is just win-win right so do they always hire you for every single event now Standing Fierce uh, yeah 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 just yeah. go through that and hook them up with whatever they need that's cool yeah, yeah. no they're pretty onto it yeah um, like yeah if fight, and you're, and you're not, that, games and you're not that far from the airport too so it's oh yeah no it works out totally yeah. works out yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, you're in a good position whereas with Tauranga like if it, you wanted, if, yeah, yeah, drive, yeah, yeah, because you'd have to drive to Auckland to yeah. fly, yeah, yeah, to Australia if you needed to go. Yeah, so so yeah, I, yeah, so it makes it makes sense. You're in a prime position. Yeah, when I was based out of Tauranga, it was yeah, get up at four thirty, make the trek. If I have to get at you know nine nine. Would you drive flight, or catch a bus? Just drive, because if you you book uh, in advance one of the car parks oh, at the then, airport, yeah, it's yeah. actually pretty cheap, like thirty six to forty bucks for four days. Yeah, I reckon that's pretty cheap for Auckland. I don't know. I'm willing to pay. For, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like anywhere else. Well, I mean, yeah. You know, I suppose yes. For what's, what's when you, when you use if the I term that's for cheap, Auckland, right? yeah. yes, it is cheap. But anyone oh, who lives outside bullshit, Auckland right? is like that's yeah. not cheap. But no, yeah. But then there are there are some perks. There's certain shops that are only in Auckland. Yeah. yeah like we just shop. got Chemist Warehouse here recently. Finally. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Finally got it because it was only based in Auckland. They only just opened up one in Hamilton and Tauranga. They haven't even opened one in Wellington or Christchurch yet. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I think they're expanding random. downwards. But like you guys will be getting IKEA, you'll get Costco. I mean, you've got shops like Zara, you know. Yeah, I know that. I mean, you, not that that's like the greatest thing ever. But Yo, I'm not going to lie. When IKEA drops, my whole house furniture, Steve's, is going to change. 
A lot of people still don't know what Ikea is. They're like, what, oh, what is that? Best is that a thing food out there, place? I'm like... <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, Maybe. I, I don't well, know. Yeah, I don't know if our version will have the Swedish meatballs that they're kind of famous for, but well, we'll, yeah, we'll find out we'll in time, out. I'm sure. But yeah, um, yeah, that's all going out west. The Costco, popped yeah, up well, that's west. where I'm from, man. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, why did I move? And then I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, that's why I moved. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> house prices are, are a million dollars. Oh, it's crazy, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the like? What's the plan in the long term? Long term plan. Um, just keep doing you know chucking away at uh the nine to five but then then on the outside just making sure i'm getting gigs that you know uh in esports and gaming uh, could you give me a vip pass or something to one of those events yeah any of well any definitely any of the ones i go to yeah yeah, yeah. could you easy okay because i'd be keen to tag along to one hey um i mean you can do all your thing and i'll just chill i went to um now and then i go to armageddon yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for people, you know, religious people know that is not the end, of the end times. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. okay. It's a comic book video game type event. Yeah, because okay. yeah, some people are like, what? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting when I've gone, it's always packed, day. Eh? I entered one of those Dragon Ball Z Kamehameha contests one year. Oh, I think that this is, the, this is the first year I went. So, I'm, yeah. I mean, and I'm... I'm partial nerd. Yeah. There's nerdy aspects of me, but I am no, in no way a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't actually understand how nerdy some people are. Yeah. So, so I went to this you Dragon Ball Z event because I think the winner won, I think it was a Nintendo DS or something. And I'd be like, oh, that'd be cool to win. Yeah. So I just thought, oh, I'll just practice doing a Kamehameha yeah, in the mirror. Yeah, scream really loud. But then, but yeah, but these, I went, man, and honestly, <laughs> these people actually think they are Goku or something. Yeah. They just get fully immersed into it. And then like the final, because the, the, the voice actor of Goku was there to judge it. Yeah. And the final two that they picked. They do the they, face-off. They, yeah, they do the face-off and yeah. they have to be like, no, no. Yeah, they, one year I saw a guy in a full Goku cosplay and like, no fucking around. It was it was insanely clean. Um, for the finals, he just you know started yelling, screaming as he would doing a Kamehameha. But then he he did a backflip. He just busted out a backflip just before he did it. Oh, real? And then that's the crowd just went ape shit. Oh, right? so oh, he was like, he's got it. The other guy would have yeah. been like, bastard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's going. I think it was me. I'd probably try and attempt to do it. Probably. I'd definitely give it to up the my guy shoulder. that casts it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, they're on another level. Some of those dudes, eh? They just yeah, fully just get really into it. Like, no, you, if you just <clears throat> realize, like, some of the some of those people that go to Armageddon, you know, on their calendar throughout the year, that's that's the thing. That's like yeah, it's the thing they, they are look looking forward, forward to that every yeah, yeah, October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is cool. Um, some of these some of these cosplayers because you have you, you've uh, you've uh, done videography at Armageddon. Yeah, because um, Omen be HP here. they don't do it here anymore. Yeah, I think they moved that one to Tauranga. Yeah, like uh, instead of it. Yeah. So um, yeah, more done, nerds there. Yeah, um, <laughs> done. Yeah, a few things for the gaming stages in and around Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do you prefer filming at Armageddon or Standing Fierce events? Standing Fierce events, just because like I've it's, kind of warmed up to them now. Like they know I'm the guy with the camera that comes in, and you know. So do you have a bit around. of a name for yourself around this? That people know who you are. Yeah, you're a bit of a mini mini celebrity. Oh, fuck, far from it, eh? But um, 
Yeah, through through all the fighting game communities, both here and in Australia, yeah, they're probably probably going to know me either by name or as the guy with the camera at events. Yeah. Um, yeah, so kind of, yeah, just kind of spreading myself out amongst as many brands so, and teams yeah. as possible. So is it just Australia and New Zealand you've filmed events or have you done no, other parts so of the country? No, so Sided um, do a lot of the work, bulk of the work for them. Um their all their players being number one in their respective games means they travel overseas to the US. We got a guy going to Sweden, I think, next week. Yada yada yada. So this year, um, obviously having the nine to five, I've got to make it work some way. Um, but this year, Darkside had sent me to cover the guys that played in a tournament in Chicago. So got flown to Chicago. How'd you find that? Oh, I was fucking insane. Like the tournament in a so, good way, yeah, yeah. So, oh, there's just so much to it. Like the tournament that we went to, it was it's called Combo Breaker. Um, oh and yes, I've heard of that. Yes, it's it's the tournament, f- like to put it the best way possible, it's the tournament f- like for fighting game players. As weird as that sounds, so they have a 24 hour venue. So there's there are people there Friday night and they just play through to Sunday night on a setup, just playing as much people as as many people as possible um and it's put in like a golf resort so obviously they have the main hall that has a huge stage all the lights and then um, all the main finals are played on that stage and then um throughout all the hallways in the small rooms in this resort are still people playing on setups that they bring in themselves and all that type of thing so across an entire golf resort is just fighting game players for 72 hours straight um, Seven, there wouldn't be people that just play. Oh, no, there sleep. will be hundred percent. Like they'll, 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 it, America, man, it's the, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's the country of extremes, man. They just go oh, yeah, full on extreme hard. with everything. Yeah. Um. So it was cool because that uh, tournament was on essentially like my bucket list of tournaments. That was yeah. right at the top, and I was able to do it, create some content around the team that wanted it. That's cool. Um. Do you, if you get downtime, do you ever actually play any of the games there? Oh, are they ever like? I might. Will oh, come nah, jam with us? Nah, and you'll be like, nah, nah, nah. Usually, I'm filming like um, pretty much the entire time I'm there because, like, a lot of the with the content I create, it's, it it is a behind the scenes look of them at the tournament as well as them playing through it. So, the stuff that kind of pops in a video um, is like you know the kind of candid stuff, or you know if they take a hard loss. Unfortunately, I got to record how they kind of react to it do some uh, of them cry all that type of stuff nah nah nah, nah. None do of they come that. close to crying do you try <sighs> and make them cry <laughs> i mean i've thought about it i'm like oh come on me i think that's in a troll with me eh? i'd be like oh, i kind of want to make you cry but then Just i don't want to be an asshole keep drilling at home man like, yeah if you cry i'll get more yeah. views you know <laughs> um nah none of them are that extreme but some of them have taken obviously hard losses because you oh, know yeah. they're flying you know, from Melbourne, from Sydney, that flight's like, it can be up towards like 24 hours worth of travel. Yeah. Like with yeah. layovers and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, um, it, it to does, get a, there and does then a lot lose. to your... Yeah. To get there like and lose like that, stuff. it can be pretty tough. But yeah, um, yeah, I was able to do that, go to Chicago, checked out the city a bit. Um, so when you go, so do yeah. you just go on your own? Nah, so that... Nah. So with like, Chicago, did you go on your own? or? I traveled able- by myself, traveled to Chicago by myself, by but yourself, then you meet but- up with all the players and it's okay. like into one accommodation. Oh, right. Um, okay. Okay. Pretty much that, that type of thing. So. Do you share a room? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. 
cool. So there's a, a bit of a camaraderie there. Yeah. And as like, opposed to you just riding solo. Yeah, I think- Because that would get old fast. Oh, I definitely it? would. Um, and a lot of the content produced, it's good because it's um, I've had that experience with them. They're comfortable yeah, yeah. around the camera from mm. pointing at them. Um, so you get more out of it, right? As yeah. opposed to, I know it, the content wouldn't go as far if it was like, you know, oh shit, this guy's right in my face. Who the hell? Like, get the fuck out of my face type of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it works with those guys specifically. But I last weekend I actually shot um, at Sky City out of the LPO offices. Have you heard of them? Let's Play Live? So they're like a yes, gaming... I have heard of them. They're based in the Sky Tower, like the actual Sky Tower. Their offices run around the base of it. So they... At the bottom... One yeah. at the top. No, at the, at the bottom. bottom. Um, for a minute, I was thinking, I thought you were referring to the Orbit restaurant. I'm like, wait. Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie. That would be sick for video <laughs> if we had the views. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I recently just shot um, a set of content there with a team that I'd never met. But kind of to, for me, um, I just kind of lucked out because they, they were very good in front of the camera, comfortable with it, cracking jokes, this, this, and that. So yeah, well, you, you need people that. Yeah. Um, There's some is, people that makes I have my job on, easier. Yeah, if I have a person on here and they they can't deal with being in front of a microphone or on cameras and i know i don't yeah. necessarily know this beforehand this is one of the things i've learned oh, from doing this oh well, you yeah. do your research right yeah. yeah well i do my research right so there's some people i'm like oh i'll be keen to have this person on and then i actually look into them and i see them on camera i'm like nah man they just this guy's got up. the personality of a brick yeah like they're just yeah, yeah. podcasting would not be good for them yeah it won't actually help them in, in any way yeah and then there's yeah. some people that are fine. They get here, they're all good. Turn the mics on, camera on, and then they get they just shut off. Yeah, they I've, get all nervous and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, oh crap! And then I've got to try and ease them into it. There was one yeah. guest I had. I won't say who it is, but honestly, man, like one of the worst podcasts ever. How do you ease them into it? Because like for video, well, you have to you, just... you have to make them uh, completely forget that there are cameras here. And that so there's a microphone. Laser focused. Yeah, yeah, laser, laser focused. Sure and and know. and just let them know. Yeah. That hey, it's it's all good. I'm not some strict interviewer with it. Like if, if I was if I was holding a piece of paper like this, right? And you know, if my legs oh, folded yeah, with a yeah, pen yeah, yeah. and stuff, and um, um, so when did you get into this? You know, it's a, it's a, because <laughs> yeah. you don't. It's not natural. You don't yeah, talk no, to not, people. It's not at all. Talk to people like that. So. Yeah. The main thing for me is to make them feel at ease as possible. Yeah. So yeah. there's a guy I had on, uh, Anonymous, right? He's like a hip hop guy, really oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well known, well known in South Africa. Right? Yeah, yeah. And um, he was a bit nervous in the beginning. Yeah. But then he eased into it, right? He got into his groove and stuff because he'd actually never done a long form interview before. So that was like, oh, the, yeah. yeah, the first time doing it. And that, was a, that was a fucking good episode. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I kind of see parallels in what I want to do in the future with what he's done with his startup oh he's the man like, bro. he's done just crazy shit yeah like, i looked into it all after yeah, I listened yeah. to that yeah like yeah. just working with because i'd known about him for ages yeah and to be honest when i reached out to him to come on i didn't actually think he'd agree but he did yeah yeah you know and to have music played in fast and furious and stuff and i mean shout yeah, out to the guy man crazy, he's, yeah. he's he's accomplished a lot and i don't think i mean he's a bit of a hero in south auckland you yeah know, in otara and mangadi and stuff yeah. but there's still a lot of people that don't know him um but yeah like and that's what i want right when i do an episode like, i want it to help someone like if, if, if it's inspired you then it makes it all worth it you know yeah yeah no 100 percent. like and i guess that's kind of how i what i take away from like anything that i consume in terms of media is like you got to be you know, really careful about what you let 
yourself consume or let into you in terms of the information, in terms of people, oh, yeah. energy that you 100%. seep into yeah. you. I, I think- Because I, I, that's part of the problem I had with hip hop before I was doing that, like before I was doing this, is you're around, and I know this is a bit of a stereotype and not all rappers are like this, but there are a lot of rappers out there that don't have any ambition, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They just want to sit yeah. around, get drunk, smoke weed, write a track. And yeah. that's fine to do now and then if you want to do that. Yeah. But then when your whole life revolves around that and you're around these people all the time, yeah, you start to pick up their energy yeah. and then you can end yeah, up, yeah, you're not totally. even aware that you're, you've become a zombie and, and you're like, what are you, what am I doing? Like, what, yeah. what, what am I doing? I, I, you know, I, I tend to, I tend to be motivated by people who are successful or yeah, have ambition, right? 100%. And I, and I'm trying to surround myself with more people like that. And the cool thing about podcasting is, you know, I've got to meet some cool ass people. Yeah, for sure. And you know, some of the some of the people I've had on, man, they're really inspiring. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I've got to chase this thing. So, yeah, that's good that you like that, dude. Yeah, I just because you'll uh, go you'll uh, you'll go a lot further than say. Yeah, you do. Like you're not wasting time and energy. Yeah, worrying about other stuff. Do you have like a good circle though of people that like? Uh, yeah, no, I do. Like they know they know what you're doing. Yeah, so I'd say almost. I I'd like to say it's good and bad, but I'll, I'll explain both sides. But. Um, everyone obviously in esports and gaming like right now in new zealand i am the guy and i'm one of five in australia doing what i do like covering the esports teams and spitting out content for them so yeah so there's uh that's good yeah you're the guy oh yeah it is means you're keeping busy this this and that but um i guess kind of the like you in Australia, I can interact with the four other people that are doing it and like bounce ideas and see what they don't like that I might think is all right and kind of and vice versa. do that. Yeah, um, but I'd I'd say it's bad here locally if no one else is doing it. You know, fr- competition. Obviously, if someone's doing it better, they raise the bar. You bring it up here. Yeah, and you just yeah. get better and better and better. Yeah, and better yeah. Well, right? there's a, there's a pro and con to it, right? Yeah, and pro is you'll have a monopoly. You probably get more money that way. But yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the competition. Yeah, right? yeah, the competition um, factor is what you know breeds creativity in a way and and, yeah. and the yeah, yeah. the ambitious the chase you know yeah um and, then, and i'm a competitive person so if i yeah, see someone oh, doing yeah. a podcast and it's better than mine i'm like yeah is a, you just want to raise it there's a bit of pettiness to it i'm like nah fuck that i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna be better. better than him yeah yeah or like i mean there's some podcasts that are way you know have way more views than me and i'm like nah man i can do it way better yeah but do that. they have the widespread of guests yeah well that's the thing right if you're focusing on one target audience, then there's a pro. The pro aspect is you probably have a lot more of a loyal audience who consume. Yeah, it. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Day and day. But, yeah, there's no like set. This is how shit should be done. No, nah, no. Nah. And, but and, then, and but like then, any but, creative field. Yeah, as well, yeah. But I mean, so. some people have like they really obviously believe in what I do. Mm. I mean, if people didn't think or believe what I do, then I probably wouldn't be able to get anyone on here. And with that yeah, being true. said, like if you went on here, if I didn't get the guests on here. I'd be talking to uh, you know to myself for yeah. an hour, which is yeah, lame. Yeah. I've there are some podcasts out there that oh, are yeah, just they do. One, and, yeah, one and, 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 and they're very well. very good at it. Yeah, but I know, but I know what I'm good at, and yeah. I know what I'm not good at. Yeah, and I I would feel too weird talking to myself for an hour. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, I don't know how they do. I'm it. an extrovert. Like I'm I like meeting new people. Yeah, and I feed off the energy of the person. Right. So yeah. if I've if, if with you being here, for example, right, I'm able to 
bounce back and yeah. absorb your yeah, energy yeah. and give you mind sort of thing. So it's 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 good banter. Yeah. And you're you're consuming knowledge from the person, right? Yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know a little bit about about esports and the fighting community and stuff, but obviously, you know, way more. Yeah. You're more of an expert than I am, and just having you on, I've already learned a lot. So yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, like for me, like obviously listening to the entire back catalogue of this podcast, like, yeah, I'm now thinking in a space that ex politicians start talking about this, 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 and that, and like then you start to think about it in like your local sense. Like, how do you get amongst like with um. Was it tr- is it Tracer, the one else? Oh, Battle Rap, dude. Yeah, like I've like way back when, like I can't remember what years. Like I was into that heavy Battle Rap. Yeah, so like you know, King of the Dot, Don't Flop, all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then um, I can't even give you. a It's year, very niche here, though. Eh? Yeah, like obviously, once you're into those type of types of brands, I was like, oh, what's Australia got? And then obviously, I think that back then they had Grind Time, Australia, or there. And then obviously on a local level, we had One Outs. Which yep. I think it's been one ounce the entire time, right? Yeah, it has been one but, ounce the um, entire time. <clears throat> yeah, just looking into that and like just seeing the, the point of view from Tracer as a person in one ounce, like just gets me thinking. Like, well, a lot of the dude, a lot of the one ounce community loved the fact that I had him on here, man. Yeah, he was because he was because those guys don't get much exposure. No, they don't. A lot of people don't even know what the hell battle well, rap the, is. The thing is, like been in the position i am with tvnz i've kind of like in my head exercised the possibility of maybe doing like a longer form something in and around that like in my head i know i know tvnz like, like uh one news they did a they, little piece yeah, on, on one out that's not but it's but like, then i understand because you know that it's brutal and the brutal nature yeah, and all and the cussing and stuff it would be very hard to well that's the thing um the, have you been to one of the events no i haven't you should come well, now that i'm local yeah yeah possibilities there right? i'll let you know next time i go to because i'll probably go to the next one yeah, I'll let you know, and maybe you can like tag along with us. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I'll probably go with Tracer. So yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can see one live, and then maybe because I know the dude who runs it, Dila. So yeah. maybe you can because you're a videographer and stuff. Yeah, maybe you can give him some tips or something, or maybe um, you can work out something, or I don't know. Maybe you can do some stuff for him. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely could be a thing. But yeah, just seeing him talk about like how he works in and amongst that space. Obviously, I'm never going to be a battle rapper, but you can apply <laughs> that work ethic and understanding to any creative outlet, right? Like, because oh yeah, man, I think I think that's how I operate. That's how I, you know, get through a a tough edit or whatever, and just yeah. spit out the content, make sure it's out there, keeping active. Yeah, I think a, a lot of thing. Kiwis are quite complacent though. They're yeah. too too yeah, yeah. chill. Like, I yeah. mean, you've been to America. America has a very hard work ethic i've been to india and indians work oh, hard yeah, yeah. like yeah, asians yeah. actually yeah um not just india like that asian region like they work very very hard yeah. right and uh you know because new zealand's we're in a very privileged position some people don't like us saying that we're like oh no there's heaps of problems here i'm like you go around the world <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. see that we yeah. are very very lucky here yeah definitely. very lucky here and you know and it should be motivating us I to yeah, work no, hundred percent. You know, totally agree. Like, um, I think, I think it, because I think there's the there's the flip side where I think Indians and Chinese and stuff they work so relentlessly and so hard that what's it all for? You know, they just right, go so yeah. far with it. You know, they neglect yep. their families. Some of them. I'm not saying all do yeah. this, but to the point where what's it all worth if you're not if you don't even get any downtime or to yeah. chill or just take in what's around you. Yep. Where New Zealanders or Kiwis are are very good at doing, 
Yeah. You no, know, we know how to relax, you know, go out kayaking or go to the beach or, yeah, you know, just embracing nature. Whereas some cultures are just like, nah, it's all work, work, work. So I think there needs, if you can get that balance, I think that's the key point. Yeah. I think I picked up, um, just to put it straight, I think I am a workaholic. Oh, I'm like, the same, it's, dude. It's my partner that has to be like, yo, you might want to chill because you're going to burn out or yeah, yeah, yeah. actually take some time to just chill, right? Like yeah. that's always good. But I think I picked up just that constant, at least do something every single day of the week straight in terms of work, whether it's just like an hour or like a block of three or four I find hours. if I don't do anything for a day, I actually get it's, it's de- weird, depressed. Right? Yeah. And then I actually it's, it's hate myself because I'm like, you can I just wasted spending, a day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I think I picked that you're up You never from, promised tomorrow sort of thing. So Yeah, totally. I picked that up from my mate um, that I worked through a number of projects during uni with. Yeah. And he's from Indonesia. And he, he was just telling me like um, essentially what you were saying just before, like um, well, back home, he, he was from like a decent-ish family, but he'd be – it's like total contrast from rich to poor Oh, slums bro. in Singapore where he is from yeah, yeah. Like, you can all just, of Asia you can just look down the street and it's like yep. rich houses over here and then just slums on the yep. other side that's he, exactly what I saw in India he he took exactly that and he like came came over here that dude is the hardest worker I've like, ever met in my life like if you just hit him up any no bullshit like okay this is just a random story one night I was just gaming and it was like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., got off the computer, and then I just randomly messaged him to see if he was awake doing something. Yeah. And at, like, 2.33, he's like, I just, yo, what up? Expecting he'd reply at, like, 7 a.m. when he wakes up. He's like, yo, straight away. I was like, what? What are you up to? And he's like, oh, editing photos. And it's just it's just constant with him, eh? And it, it's, it, and I, I did think, get that work, yeah. like, that, that scheduling from him is, like, he'll always get up at, like, 6.37, no matter what. Like if I'm he the goes same. to bed I think at five, my, my he's body's, still getting up my at body's that like that. Like if I go to bed at, I don't know, 1 a.m., my yeah, body is still, still programmed up. to get up at yeah. 6.30, yeah, which is yeah. actually really bad because sometimes I need to sleep in, but yeah, I right. don't. So yeah. I just try to avoid having late nights. But yeah, yeah. I know. Also, if I sleep in past seven or eight, I actually yeah. can't sleep in even if I want to because yeah. my mind is just like, no, you're wasting time. You're yeah, wasting and I time. think like everyone you've, uh, like I feel like that's going to be the case somewhat with everyone you're going to get on here. Like that's doing music. That's well, they're motivated you know, in their this thing and all that. particular space. There's some people that are more motivated than others. Um, it depends on what their craft is. I mean, with battle rap, for example. I mean, Trey's a that's got that's a twenty four seven type of thing. Well, right? he said that he takes two months to prep, right? So he spends a yeah, month crazy. writing his rhymes and then yeah. he spends a month memorizing it. Yeah, which yeah, is a lot. Mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I have a lot of respect for those guys for what they do. I mean, I want to jump in the ring at some point, but. Huh, yeah, you've said that over a number of episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do want to jump in the ring, but. um, Well, I, like- I, I just had the, uh, by the time this airs, yeah. uh, the episode will be out, but I had the Battle Rap Champion on. Who's that? Uh, Alenzo. He just won the title from Tracer oh, recently, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And he was saying that. Because we, we got into a chat about it and he was asked, why haven't you entered? Why haven't you entered? And, and I explained my reasons. I'm just like, look, dude, I don't want to jump in unless I can give it my 100%, which I know currently oh, I cannot do. Yeah. And otherwise, I'm just, bro, I'm like, if you don't prepare, you get absolutely murdered, man. Yeah. Absolutely murdered. So you don't want to do it unless you can do it right. And then because 
you know, uh, dealer, the guy who runs it, he spends a lot of time, money, and effort organizing those events. I'm waiting for that episode, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's going to be good. So he, uh, when he's doing that, you know, all of everybody has to do their part. Yeah. And you know, if somebody chokes or they're not prepared and stuff, it just it affects the entire event. You know, so I would only want to do it if I do it right. But oh, 100 percent. Yeah. But anyways, I might wrap up there, bro. But um, where's the best way for people to contact you in regards um, to all your social media and your website and stuff? Yeah. Uh, my website is williamslingsby.com. Um, that just houses all my you know, portfolio, body of work. It's a good then, website, by the way. And then um, on Twitter, I'm SlyWill, S-L-I-Will, um, and on Instagram, same name. Same name. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, if anyone's out there that wants to get a video done. I can do yeah 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 he can do everything anything. film um, music video yeah uh, adverts yeah just anything pretty much anything if you um, need video for anything yeah and yeah. if yeah Should if you having problems hit me website. up and I'll give you his details if need be but it's all on the website yeah there's like a contact page pretty sure there yeah <laughs> pretty sure it doesn't even know no I think there is yeah just contact tab and did you did you make the website or did you hire yeah, someone just did to make it, it no I just did it through uh, Squarespace okay um, multi-talented guy yeah Oh, it's, it's it's dummy proof, right? It's one of those template ones, and then you kind of modify it from there. But oh, do you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't. I I made websites back in the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, sure, I would never want back to do in that, HTML yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And nah, I've I've completely that. forgotten how to do it now. So if I was to make a website now, which I am thinking of probably doing at some point, yeah, uh, yeah. What is it? Square Squarespace. Squarespace. Okay, yeah. I'll look into that. Sweet. Cool. All right. Well, that's the show, guys. Uh, make sure you share, like, and subscribe. And until next time, stay safe. See you. Sweet. Whoa.